97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. Joining me today is Anna Lima, who is an MSW level social worker and SHIP co-coordinator for the Orange County Department on Aging. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about the Latino population and how we serve them in Orange County. And I think that's a great topic to talk about. We've actually never touched on this topic, so I'm glad that you're here with this wealth of information today. Um, she's brought with her some inf- interesting statistics, and I thought I would just highlight a couple of them just to get us in a good place before we discuss the rest of the meat and potatoes of our conversation today. The first is that the median age of all minorities in North Carolina is projected to increase at a greater rate than for the general population uh, from 30.5 years in 2000 to 35 years in 2030. So that's that's a big change. And then the next one is that although although 94% of older Americans speak only English, more than 1,000 or 6% of adults over 60 uh, speak another language as well. So that's, that's a good thing to know as well. I don't think folks really focus on that too much. So before we get into really the focus of the Latino population in Orange County, let's talk a little bit about what Orange County has to offer older adults in our community. I know that you have a couple of senior centers. Talk to us about them and where they're located. Well, we have two. One's in Chapel Hill. It's called the Seymour Center. Okay. And it's located off Homestead Road. Okay. So it's across the pool. And then we have another one in Hillsboro. Okay. That's close to Eno Haven, and mm-hmm. it's right next to the Sportsplex. So it's connected to the pool and the ice mm-hmm. rink okay. that we have right there. So when you are, p- are part of a team, and what do you f- refer to that team as? Well, we have our administrator, an incredible leader, mm-hmm. Mary Fraser. We also have four social workers. And this is in the Orange County Department on Aging That's team. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, so we have four social workers, one of which is bilingual. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Chinese, so she helps with the Chinese population. Uh, we have a transportation specialist and an information and benefits specialist as well. And then you are the... I am the SHIP co-coordinator. I started just a couple weeks ago. Okay. I'm helping our information and benefits specialist with that program. And they already threw you on the radio. They did. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I think that might count as hazing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So are you one of the four social workers, or you just have a different role? I I have a different role at the moment. Okay. Well, great. Well, welcome aboard, and I'm sorry that you were thrown into the fire. (laughs) You have to get them back for this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. Talk about other duties as a son. Okay, so what services and programs do you offer in your specific roles for older adults? We have so many. The first one being the helpline, which people can call in and ask any sort of question that they have. Mm -hmm. We can connect them to one of our social workers. If they need transportation help, we can Mm -hmm. refer them to our specialist. Mm -hmm. So they can call in about anything and everything. We also have um, caregiver support services. So we have our support groups, Mm -hmm. and we also have um, Caregivers Stay Out, which is held once a week. Okay. And caregivers can drop off their loved one for the day, and we have activities and plans for them throughout the day. 
We also have in-home safety inspections Mm -hmm. that our OTs perform. And OTs are? Occupational therapists. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, We also have a durable medical equipment uh, program where we lend wheelchairs and um, bathtub benches and stuff like that. Anything people need around their home to make it easier to stay at home. Um, we also have the friend-to-friend program, so we connect older adults to volunteers, okay. and they get to spend some time together. Okay, I saw your smile on that. That's a social worker-loving type yes, of program. I for like sure. that one a lot. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so you are a ship co-coordinator, so are you some sort of a cruise captain? Um, So I started that a couple weeks ago. I had to go through training and I'm counseling on Medicare. So I'm helping coordinate the program. I work with the volunteers. I set up the appointments. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually going to a conference tomorrow to learn more about what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) So more to come on that. (laughs) That's awesome. And so at the Orange County Department of Aging, do you have to be any certain age to receive services? or We're looking mainly at 55 and up. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, when you're 65, you're enrolling in Medicare. Mm -hmm. So we really have um, a lot of help for 65 and up. But if you're 55, you're welcome to come. Okay. But on the flip side, if you or I, neither one of us are 55 and up, I don't think, um, (laughs) were to call because we were caregiving for someone, would we receive services and support from Orange County? You definitely can do that. Yes. You can call in and say, you know, if you're caregiving, uh, taking care of your mom or your dad mm-hmm. or any, a family member and you need help, you want information, you can definitely call uh, and get the help that you need. So folks listening today then do know that if you're not 55 and up, but you're caring for someone who is, you can reach out through the helpline and get some support for someone that you're caring for that is within that age criteria. So I think that's an important thing for people to realize that those services are available even if you don't meet that age requirement. So let's talk about who comes to the senior center. I mean, I've been there very recently and it looks like a real melting pot to me. It's beautiful. You see every different size, shape, and color and it's everyone seems to be getting along so well. Talk to me a a little bit more about who comes on a day-to-day basis. So like you said, it's very diverse. There's always a lot going on. Mm-hmm. We have white, African-American, Chinese, and we have some Latino okay. um, people. We, we're trying to reach out to them a bit more. Okay. Um, but I definitely say that right now the biggest group is Chinese. Yes, definitely. Yes. I've, I've seen that. I really feel like it's home there, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. A great sense of community. And they play some very intense games of ping pong. <laughs> and they they're do. quite good at it, aren't <laughs> they? They are very good at <laughs> it. That's awesome. So what is the department currently doing? You did mention that you want to grow the Latino population at your senior centers. What are you doing to reach out to these, this minority group, specifically in the Latino community? So one of our initiatives through the Master Aging Plan, which is a five-year plan that the county has developed, Mm -hmm. is to reach out to minorities and to create a more diverse environment. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we are trying to do is to reach out to the churches or organizations that provide services to the Latino community so that we can connect with the older adults and bring them to our center, show them what we have, what services are available. So do you have, I'm just speaking, wondering, you know, language could potentially be a barrier. Do you have materials printed in Spanish? We actually do. Um, So I started doing my internship at the Department on Aging last year for my master's degree in I was going to say, you know an awful lot for only working somewhere for two weeks. I'm like, wow, she must be a genius. (laughs) So that's where I was. I worked with Mary Fraser um, and Pam Tillett, who were my supervisors Mm -hmm. and um so 
through that internship, I started reaching out to the Latino community and making connections. And since I speak Spanish, I was able mm -hmm. to connect with certain groups. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, we're going to need to take a quick break. Joining me today is Ana Lima, who is talking to us about what the Orange County Department on Aging is doing to reach out to the Latino population as our, as our population here in Orange County is becoming more and more diverse as each day ticks on. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me today is Anna Lima, who is the uh, MSW SHIP co-coordinator for the Orange County Department on Aging. And we are talking about what the Orange County Department on Aging is doing to reach out to the Latino population. So, Anna, I'm guessing the reason why they had you come here today is because you have something to do with this Latino outreach program. I do. <laughs> Talk to us about what your role is with that program. Okay, so like I said, um, I had my internship for my master's mm -hmm. degree in social work at the Orange County Department on Aging. And through them, I started uh, working on reaching out to the Latino population. So I made connections. I planned an event. Mm -hmm. We had our um, Latino open house, which I can talk more about later. Um, but I had to work with uh, Susan Clifford from mm -hmm. the uh, from Health and Human Services and Sarah Vanderhurst mm -hmm. from Amigas and Salud to create connections and get the word out about the services that we have available in our center. So what do you think some of the barriers are for the Latino population to come to such a place? Well, definitely um, language. Okay. They, they think that they might not get the services that they need in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Many of them cannot speak English very well, so they would need to talk to someone in Spanish. And if they don't see information in Spanish, they don't really feel welcomed. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that we have actually been trying to work towards, having more resources available in Spanish. Um, also, time. A lot of them are working all day and have free time in the evening. So how can we plan uh, programs and offer services at a time when they are available. Mm -hmm. And many of them, especially the older adults, take care of the children yeah. and the families. Yeah. So could we offer child care or when, when would, how, what approach would be best since they have to take care of the children? So, and, you know, if they're multitasking, mm -hmm. how can they do what they need to do with the children and also come to the center to receive the services that they need. So some of my research on the Latino population is that they really have a culture of taking care of their own, and sometimes there's a lot of mistrust of reaching out because it, it's really viewed as a failure in the family unit if you couldn't handle whatever that situation is with a loved one. What are some of the uh, things that folks can do maybe out in the community if they really notice that there's somebody struggling in the Latina population and they know that it's rather closed off to really reach out and to encourage them to seek support? One of the best ways to do that is through the church. Okay. And um, my dad works at St. Thomas More mm -hmm. Church, actually, Carlos Lima. And um, through him, I connected with the deacon. And the Latino community really trusts their religious leader. Okay. So if, if you can reach out through the church, that would probably be best. So go to take that route would definitely yes. be the way to go. Okay, that's mm -hmm. good to know. So do you currently have many Latinos that attend the centers? We have about two or three that oh, come so very, very small. regularly. Okay. However, after we had our Latino open house event, 
Um, we had one of the reporters from La Noticia, Paola mm-hmm. Jaramillo. She wrote an article okay. about our event. And so many people have been calling and have shown interest okay. in the programs that we have. So what has Orange County done You know, when they get an inbound call with somebody who can't speak English? Do you have somebody available that speaks Spanish to be able to take that call? Is so, that you? <laughs> yes. And yes. We... They have me. Uh-huh. I'm working part-time, but they also have uh, two occupational therapists that are also bilingual. Okay. And we have now recently set up, if you if you call our helpline, mm-hmm. there is um, an option so that you can leave a message in Spanish, mm-hmm. and one of us will check it and get back to them. I'm kind of wondering if it might make a good, be a good sense is that once this show records and you get the podcast that perhaps you then translate it and put it on the Orange County Department on Aging's website so folks can get more information. Yeah, that would definitely that be, might be a, good, a idea. good idea. One of the other things I'm working towards too is there's a Spanish radio station. Oh, okay. So hopefully through them I you know I can reach out uh-huh. in Spanish. Which one is that? Adults. It's uh, La Grande. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Very good. So um what events and activities, I know you mentioned this open house, what, what was that like? What was sort of the intent of that? And what are you planning in the future? It was the best, most nerve-wracking event <laughs> I have ever planned. I have focused mostly on micro social work, mm-hmm. and planning this event was a first. So we had we had food. We had uh, tours of our facility. We had information available about occupational therapy and transportation. So we had about 15 people come, mm-hmm. and we showed them around. We had a great cl- uh, time. We had a Zumba class uh-huh. even. So it was, it was really, really good. And we are planning to do one in Hillsborough, in our Hillsborough mm-hmm. Center as well. We have also worked closely with one of the um, Latino women that came. She is a community leader, and she is involved in so many things and knows a lot of people. And she is very interested in uh, replicating the Caregiver's Day Out program, Mm -hmm. doing something like that in Spanish. So having a group of Latino women or men, older adults, come in and spend the day at the center, learn a few phrases in English, take computer classes, you know, socialize and have lunch. That sounds like a great idea. Sounds like lots of creativity is coming out of that effort. That's wonderful. Congratulations. And so what about barriers? So in your experience, we kind of highlighted on some of that, but what other barriers have you faced? So finding the older adults. (laughs) Are they hiding? Where's Waldo? (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it. It's it was definitely challenging to find them when I was planning the Latino open house. Again, the church was the best way to reach Mm -hmm. them. They really trust their leader. Mm -hmm. And if you can reach out to them that way, it it works. Okay. Um again we mentioned time. A lot of them work during the day. So planning the event at a time that was convenient for them and our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, language is obviously a big barrier. Mm-hmm. Many of them can understand English but have difficulty speaking. So having someone in our staff that can you know, understand them and, and speak to them in Spanish. We, we also we did put together um, this little card with phrases in English in Spanish so that the front desk staff, if, if some if an older adult came in, could sort of communicate Get the it. basics. Sure, sure. So why do you think it's important to reach out to the Latino it's population? It's a growing need. 
it is a growing need. When I met with Susan Clifford from Health and Human Services, she said, they're out there. You just have to find them, but they are out there. And they are, um, it's a very vulnerable minority. Many of them don't feel welcome and don't access the services that they need because everything is in English. Mm -hmm. And they don't feel like they can go into a center where everything is in English and everyone speaks English and not Spanish. They they don't feel comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, again, with our master aging plan, one of the initiatives is to make our center more diverse. Mm -hmm. So it's important to reach out to this population that's obviously growing. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, the Latino population tends to live longer. Well, we need to take a quick break, and we will hit on that when we come back. Joining me today is Ana Lima, and we're talking about Latino caregiving and the Latino population. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections, and joining me today is Ana Lima, and we are talking about the Latino population and what the Orange County Department on Aging is doing to really uh, be the front runners and really trying to reach out to this aging population, which you just said a teaser right before we left that tends to live longer. So they I thought, do. well, perhaps we can't find them because maybe they're dying sooner than everybody else, but that's not true. No, it's not. Talk to us a little bit about that. So Latinos do tend to live longer compared to other ethnic groups. However, they spend half of their remaining years with severe physical impairments. So we really do want to reach out to them and provide the services that they need so that they're not at home in pain by themselves. Well, and I think a stereotype of this population, a common stereotype, is that they can't afford to pay for these services. Is that true? That is true. It is true. So it's not a stereotype. It's really the reality. So then, you know, how do we come together as a community when somebody does have these very physical disabilities? Um, How do we care for them when most everything out there is fee-for-service? Right. That's hard. And, And get this. We have more adults in the county than kids in the school system. So this is a growing need. More older adults? More older adults than kids. Yeah. It's only going to get bigger and bigger. It's only going to get bigger and bigger. That's right. So I know, Anna, you brought with you some great resources about the Orange County Department of Aging. And I'd love to spend a minute just going over what those are and, you know, how folks can find out more information. And geez, if you're a listener out there and you speak Spanish and English, I'm sure the Orange County Department of Aging would love some volunteers to help as well, wouldn't they? They definitely. Would. Yeah, I mean, just even Definitely. to help be a backup if somebody needs help, and, and that will make the folks feel more welcome, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Talk to us about your resources. All right. Probably the best way to reach us is call us. Give us a call. <laughs> we have our Central Orange Senior Center in Hillsboro, mm-hmm. and that phone number is 919-245-2015. We also have our Seymour Center in Chapel Hill. The number is 919-968-2070. And also you can Google us. Just put in Orange County Department on Aging. Our website is incredible. Um, It's brand new. We have some new features on it. We have documents in Spanish and Chinese. It's great. And then you have your community resource guide as well? We do. And you can find it online or you can pick it up at one of our centers. We also have various other locations, but this resource guide Mm -hmm. has information about housing and uh, medical stuff, any services that you need could possibly need it's there so if you want to shout out real quick a couple of lines in spanish to encourage people to call go ahead and do that now por favor si necesitan ayuda aquí estamos en el seymour center y en hillsborough también en central orange 
eh, queremos que vengan y nos acompañen y, y aprendan de los servicios que tenemos. How beautiful. I didn't understand a word, but it sounded beautiful. You're very talented, Ana. It has been my pleasure to have you on the show today, and I'm glad that we have been able to get more information out about Orange County Department on Aging and what they're doing to just serve our community in general and also to serve that, that great population of the Latino population that adds so much color and, 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 and just happiness to all of our lives. I really enjoy working with that group personally. So I hope you have a wonderful day. As always, you may email your caring questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Thank you so much and have a fabulous day. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.